Now, I want to ask a simple question. How many of you are married in the house? If you are married, raise your hand above your head. If you are married in the house, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, raise your hand. I want to just choose two people to give us an example. Okay, Ada, get up. I'm sorry, get up. Your husband, yes. Who else is married? Okay, Brian, yes. And I want somebody from this session. Who else is married here? Okay, sir, get up. Your, Pastor, your name is what? Victor, Pastor Victor. Okay. Now, Pastor Victor, how did you meet your wife? No, just, I mean, how? Just one word. Don't make us, we started, we, we met, and then, yes. Did somebody connect you, or did you, how did you meet him? Uh, just a simple, basic. Uh, 2017 mm -hmm. here in Kenya for a mission work mm -hmm. and that is how I met her. You were sent. Yes, so you were in a mission work. Yes, you were doing the work of God. Yes, <laughs> and you got something for man. Yeah. Did you did somebody mention her name to you or in any in any way? Yes, a friend introduced Exactly. That's what I want to know. A friend introduced you. Yes, thank you. Yes, so a friend introduced you. Yes, bring the microphone. So somebody introduced Yes, Brian. Who introduced you to your wife? Who introduced you to your wife? The lady who led me to Christ. She was the high executive assistant. A lady introduced you to your wife? Okay. Sir, who introduced you to your wife? Nobody introduced you. So how did you meet her? Quickly, quickly, please. This is an interesting story. Uh -huh. I was traveling. Uh -huh. And uh, I took a seat in the flight. Uh -huh. Then she walked in. Uh -huh. She had uh, more or less a check uh, thing. Uh -huh. So I thought she was Maasai. Uh -huh. So I look at her because I was already seated. I, uh -huh. I talked to her. She ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> Then I went and asked the man who was seated next to, to her, can I please take your seat and you... Come on. <laughs> Come on. I like that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And uh, the white guy quickly accepted because he thought that we, we already have her. <laughs> he thought that I already know her. Uh -huh. So she also decided to look for another seat. Wow. <laughs> then when we reach Amsterdam, mm -hmm. again I found her seated alone in the restaurant waiting for our flight. And I went there and said, uh, you, you, think, you think this is enough? <laughs> so she said, what do you want? I said, my name is Lesale. What's your name? Uh, I was going to California. She was going to, I think, somewhere in Europe. And then she said, okay, nice to meet you. And we went. The next time we met, I was in a training in a workshop. And she was in a training in the next uh, hall. In the wow. Yes. Church, put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. 
The guy requested for a new seat. Wow. Say, Lord. Lord. Now, say, Lord. Lord. Bring my helper. I have come to understand something, church, that God has made us in such a way that everybody you meet is not by accident. There is no one. Chairman, you want to tell us how you met your wife? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> next time, next week. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, take that. <laughs> now, I've come to understand that we don't meet anybody by chance. That no one, you see, it doesn't matter the circumstances under which you meet someone. Always look beyond the physical meeting. Because God has knitted us in such a way that your blessing is with the next person you are seated with. Imagine they met on a flight. Are you getting me? Just on a flight. And I mean, the lady was not even ready to talk to him. But somehow, God connected them. Every single person you meet, God has a purpose and an agenda for bringing you two together. Or for your paths crossing. When you lose sight of that fact, that is how you miss your miracle and you miss your blessing. I've taught you in the past that there are three types of people you need in life. I'm teaching you on what I've called activating my helpers. Somebody say activating my helpers. How you can activate a helper. I've told you there are three important types of people you need in your life. Number one, the man with what? Information. Somebody say information. You need someone that carries information that will give you information for you to move forward. I've always thought about destiny helpers, but I've not taken time to explain how to activate them. So today I want to emphasize on how to activate them. But before I go on there, I need you to understand, you need a man with information. Somebody say information. information. Like this, like Pastor Victor, somebody had to give him information that there is a woman I want you to meet. Are you getting me? Yes, you need a man with information. Some of you, you are here because somebody told you there is a prophet called Prophet David you need to come and meet. Are you getting me? You need someone that carries information that will help you get to your next level. The first type of person or people you need in your life, I beg your pardon, is the man that carries the quality information you need to help you ascend to your next level. I've always told you the greatest asset in today's world is not money, it's not time, it's data, it's information. One piece of information can change your life for good. Somebody had 30 million, the person wanted to invest, to use to buy something, and somebody gave them a piece of information, one business advice. And every, the person is making like almost like 3 million every month from that 30 million. Wow, because they had access to what? Information. 
information, if you come across the right man with the right information, your life can change for good. In this nation, people are doing great things with their lives. The question is that you have not met the right person with information to help you advance. I pray after today, God will connect you with the man that carries information. One piece of idea, information can open a door for you for business and your life can change for good. The second type of people you need, I said the man that will give you physical help. The man that will physically help you. You need somebody that will wire, that will be comfortable to wire one million into your account. And they will not make you sign a contract of 10 pages. Are you getting my point? Somebody, if they are giving you, they are giving you 10K, they will even send a contract for you. Can we sign an agreement? The time you are going to bring it. And all those kind of things. You need a man that will be physically willing to help you. I've always told you, and I'll always tell you, if you look among your friends, and you don't have friends you can comfortably call for 500,000, and they will comfortably give you, that means there's a problem. Hello? How many friends do you have that you can call them? You say you, you are in urgent need of 100,000, and they will comfortably give you. How many of, how many of you have like 10 friends like that? Ten. Ten friends. How many of you have five friends like that? That means there's a problem. You see, it's not a laughing matter. It's an important matter. That you cannot have five friends you can comfortably call and say. You must have five friends. I mean, I've got friends I can comfortably call for one million, and they will not make me sign a contract. Yes, stop. May God give you such friends. Yeah. They will comfortably send 10. You have them on your list. In other words, within one hour, you can raise 10 million. Let me leave that for another day. You need the third type of person, people you need in your life is the man with skill. Now, I'm giving you, I have God given you four types of people, three types. I'm adding one more. The fourth type of people you need in your life is the man with skill. Somebody say the man with skill. The man that, are, the, man, the type of man that is gifted with skill and talent. They have certain skills that are needed to help you go to your next level. Certain skills. Some IT skills, some management skills, some marketing skills, certain skills that you will need to learn from them that will help you go to the next level. And the fourth type of man you need is the man that carries the anointing. You need an anointed man in your life that you can call when you are in dire need and say, man of God, speak a word. I'm believing God for these jobs. Declare something. Speak a word over me and let the heavens open. You need such type of people. Some of you have doctors. When you are medically unwell, you know where to go. When you have a lawyer, when you need legal advice, you know where to go. So when you need spiritual counsel, you need to have a man that is a phone call away that you can actually call and say, man of God, speak a word. 
you can test the man and say, man of God, I am about to enter into a courtroom. I need divine intervention. I'm about to go for an interview. I need you to declare favor. And the man declares favor and things shift in the atmosphere. You need a voice. You need a man that carries the anointing. Go with me to Genesis chapter 40. Activating my helpers. Genesis chapter 40. Now we are going to be running through those scriptures. We are going to be reading a long stretch of verses. Some of you have not read your Bible in a long time. So I am going to help you read your Bible. Genesis chapter 40. Now before I go on, I want you to understand that every person that makes significant in life had a helper. From the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, all the writers, they were not alone. They had helpers. Moses had a helper called Joshua. In fact, he had somebody he was speaking through called Aaron. Are you getting me? Every single one of you here, you must get a helper. Somebody shout a helper. You need a helper. Moses had Joshua. He had Aaron. When God sent Moses, he said, sir, I cannot speak. God said, there is your, your, your brother is coming. He will be your mouthpiece. And you shall be a God unto him. In other words, Moses' ministry came into existence because, um, sorry, Aaron's ministry came into existence because Moses felt inadequate. If there was no Moses, there would have been no Aaron. Or if Moses felt he was adequate enough to go on that mission, God would not have called Aaron. There are certain people, I always tell them, there are people who are vision bearers and there are people who are helpers of vision. You need to understand, not everybody is a vision bearer. Not everybody can create something and create a vision. There are some people you are born, all you are to do is to be a Joshua, is to be an Aaron, is to support a vision. Because as the vision advances, guess what? You also advance. Not just you, you and your entire family. Aaron's family, Aaron and his entire family, his entire children were the ones that forever became the priests in Israel. Why? Because when God called Moses, Moses started questioning God and giving excuses about how inadequate he was. And God says, okay, now I'll bring in Aaron. Are you getting my point? Yeah. You need to understand that principle. That God has a way of making certain people vision carriers and others what? Supporters of vision. Moses had Aaron and Joshua. Joseph did not become Joseph without a butler. David had Ahithophel by his side. The wise counselor. Esther would not, never have become Esther without Mordecai. Paul had looked with him all the time. Jesus' ministry, our Lord and Savior Jesus would have never become Jesus if John the Baptist had not introduced him. In fact, John the Baptist stood before the crowd and said, this is the son of God. Hear him. At the time, nobody knew Jesus. It was John the Baptist's ministry that everybody knew. So Jesus, John the Baptist was, was baptizing people and, and the Bible said he, he saw Jesus coming and said, hey, this is the son of God. Hear him. And everybody now, the Bible says at that time, people, John the Baptist's own disciples left him and started following Jesus. Why? Because he has been introduced. May God command somebody to introduce you. 
Now let's go to my sermon. How do you activate helpers? How do you activate helpers? How do you activate helpers? Let's read. One go. Okay, hold on, hold on. Shall we read? One go. Now, hold on. Now, when they got into prison, take me back to a few verses behind from verse 2. When the butler and the baker were put in prison, verse 3, see what happens. So, when they were put in prison, the Bible says, so he was put in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison. And the place, they were put at the same place where Joseph was. When these guys were put in prison, do you think it was a coincidence that somehow God orchestrated the butler and the baker to be confined in the same prison? Can I tell you something? There is a phone call you have been receiving. It's not a coincidence. Oh my God. I feel like preaching to myself here. There is someone you have been, it is not a coincidence. Every single person you meet, any way, any how that you have been meeting, it is not a coincidence. God is going to use that person to take you to your next level. They were put in the same prison. Joseph didn't know what was going to happen. No one has said, told Joseph they were going to have a dream. All that they met was Joseph saw them as other prisoners. Next verse, verse 4. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them and he served. He did what? He did what? He did what? Anybody you meet, if you really want to activate helpers, be ready to serve them. Some of us, it's all about what we can get and how you can con them. Mm, it's true. I'm telling you that. Some of you, it's how, what are you going to get from this person? That is all. You miss somebody in the morning by evening. Sir, you know I don't have rent. Uh, my landlord is locking my house. Are we here? I've told you over and over again. When you meet somebody for the first time, if you're a woman, pretend like you don't like money. Just, just pretend. For the first six months, you, me, I, I don't, I'm not talking to you because I need money. I don't need your money. Just pretend like you don't need money. They say Nairobi it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Six months is too long. I'm, it's two, two months. In the evening. 
neighbor, neighbor. If you want to activate helpers, be ready to serve people. Yeah. You see, sometimes someone may call you and they just need your assistance. And because you are not getting anything, you are not ready to do it. Because we are so opportunistic driven to an extent that we miss most destiny helpers that God sends our way. What am I? What? What? I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a time we're talking with, uh, with Chairman in Mobasa. Some people, when you, when you need them, it's all about what you want to get. There's something he said, I'm trying to remember in Swahili. If you call me and you need my help, all I need to do is to help you in my own capacity. There are some people, if you call them, they, need, they, need, they want to ask you how much you are giving them before they can help you. How do you say it in Swahili? Huh? Huh? I'm trying to remember. That is not it. There are some people, if you are not giving them anything, they are not ready to help you. Are you getting me? See, but it, yes, give me something for tea. Oh. Uh, can I have something for lunch? Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to advance and connect with helpers, you must be ready to do what? To serve. And sometimes serve without looking for anything. Tell your neighbor, serve. So Joseph served them. Uh huh. Next verse. Then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt. Let's read one go. And saw that they were what? Yes. Next thing, what did he do? Now, hold on. The second thing you need to do if you want to activate helpers is you must be sensitive. Somebody say be sensitive. Tell your neighbor be sensitive. Say divine sensitivity. If you are not sensitive, you will not be able to know who is your helper. If you are not sensitive, you will not know that John that is seated by me is supposed to be my helper. If you are not sensitive, you would not know. You see, Joseph was, he, looks at them, he looked at them and he said, why are you so sad? He was sensitive to question what was wrong. He could tell there was something wrong with these people. When we read 1 Kings chapter 17, the Bible talks about Elijah, the major prophet. God sent Elijah to a widow to go for the widow to sustain him. And the Bible says when Elijah got to Zarephath, the widow was gathering sticks. The widow was not in a chariot. He was not on a horse. He was what? Gathering sticks. Some of the people that are supposed to be your helpers, they are gathering sticks. They look unassuming. They don't, look, they don't look like they have it. But guess what? They are the ones that God has ordained to help you. Because you are always looking for somebody in a Range Rover. My friend, your destiny helper may be in a Matatu. 
Yeah, your destiny helper may be on in a fitibushi. I always use Ben as an example. Ben met his wife in a matatu. Not because he didn't have a car. That day, his car had broken down and he needed to go somewhere. He jumped on a matatu. The same as he jumped on the matatu, guess what? The, the lady seated by, that was seated by him is the one now they are married to now. Are you getting my point? Yeah. Imagine by accident, he jumped on a matatu one day. That was the day he sat by a lady. That's why I always tell you, when you are seated by somebody, talk to them. I'm not saying the person can become your wife, but the person can help you. Because you may be seated by somebody's wife. And this is Nairobi. Somebody can slap you. Are we together? Yes. Tell your neighbor, be sensitive. Don't always be looking for your destiny helper in some colorful suit. Amen? Because the real wealthy people, they don't look like money. You hear what I said? The real people that have money, they don't look like it. The wannabes are the ones that look like it. You know wannabes? They want to be. They, don't, they are not, but they want to be. Yes. Ask your neighbor, are you real or you are a wannabe? (laughs) So, when the man of God got to Zarephath, the Bible says that the widow that was meant to sustain him was gathering sticks. And if you are not sensitive, you would not be able to know that this is the person that God has sent me. God has sent to me to help me and to change my life. I pray that God will open your eyes to know who your helper is. I pray that you'll be so sensitive enough to be able to identify and spot your destiny helper. Say, Lord, open my eyes that I may identify my helper. Shall we read what is on the screen? One go. Next verse. Now, this is a man, a woman, that God has said is going to sustain the prophet. The prophet sees her. The first thing is that the woman is gathering stick, disappointment. Number two, the prophet tells her, get me water and get me um, a little cake. And he says, oh, I do not have any bread on me. The second disappointment, don't be so fast to write your helpers off. Many of us, the reason why we are never, we don't ever connect with that, we are so quick to despise and disregard our helpers. 
You are so fast. Because you asked for rent and the person didn't give you, ah, this one, block. Yeah, block. Some of you, you are blocking your helpers and you are blocking your blessings. Is driving home. Somebody saying, hey, maybe the one I blocked was my helper. Yes. So after here, you know what to do. Unblock. You see, let me go back. Joseph understood the sensitivity and knew who to connect with in the prison. When he was put in custody of them, he knows. In the morning, do you think they were other prisoners? But he made sure he went to the guys that had come from the palace. Oh, did you hear what I said? I said there were other prisoners there. But Joseph made sure he went to say hello. Guys, why are you sad today? And that active, that imagine if Joseph didn't ask that question. Do you know? They would have never told Joseph the dream and Joseph would not have interpreted the dream and he would not have gone to the palace. One simple statement made Joseph go to the palace. What questions have you been asking? Oh, come on. Are you getting me? It was the simple question of why are you sad today that triggered the next thing, that triggered the next thing, that triggered the next thing. Why are you sad today? Then they began to pour out their heart. Sir, we have had a dream that we do not understand. And they said to him, we, we each have had a dream and there is no interpreter of it. So let's read what Joseph said. One go. Shall we all read? One go. He said, do not interpretation belong to God. Tell me. Did you hear what Joseph said? He said, interpretations of dreams belong to God. Tell me. What was Joseph trying to say here? Hmm? No, 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 no. What was Joseph trying to tell here? He says, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me. He says, in other words, I am a representation of God here on the earth. Tell me the dream. God is in heaven, but God, I am here. Tell me. May God grant you grace and capacity, anointing to be able to interpret other people's dreams. See, when you read Psalm 82 verse 6 from the Message Bible, the Bible says, you are deputy God's. You are deputy gods. You are gods. You are children of the most. You are, you, are, you are deputizing God here on earth. May an anointing come upon your life to be able to help other people interpret their dreams. Shall we read one go? Imagine some of you, you are, you, you are going to be stripped up because you are not acting like a deputy God. 
Say you are deputies of the most high. I pray for you. May you be able to operate in the God realm. Receive capacity and anointing to operate in the God realm. If you are here, shout, I receive it. He said, you are deputies of the most high. Joseph says, interpretations of dreams belong to God. Tell me, I am here. Tell me, tell me. Next, next verse, let's continue to read. Mm -hmm. Now, oh, oh, take me back, take me back. He says, remember me when it is well with you. See, when you fully serve your helpers, they will remember you. Are you hearing me? When you fully what? Serve the people that God brings your way. Joseph was just interpreting a dream. He didn't know what possibly could happen. In fact, by the time he was talking to them, he had no idea as to what would become of them. May God call someone you have helped to remember you. May God call somebody you helped five years ago to remember you. May God call somebody you helped two years ago to remember you. May God call somebody you helped last year to remember you. If you are here, shout, I receive it. Say, make mention of me to Pharaoh. May your name be mentioned in higher offices. I said, may your name be mentioned in higher offices. May your name be mentioned in higher offices. If you are here, shout, I receive. His name was, he says, as you live here, sir, mention my name to Pharaoh. See, most of us, another reason why we are not able to activate helpers is that we don't even know how to ask for help. You, are not, you don't know how to ask for help. Spiritual help, physical help. See, you are not entitled for help. Are you hearing me? So break away from entitlement. It's like they are supposed like they are, last week got a, somebody comes to my office, say, Prophet, bless me. So I lay my hands and pray. Kadimai, may the Lord bless you. Faith. Say, Prophet, that's what I want. I want you to give me money. Say, that is not a blessing I'm talking. I want physical cash. He said, Wow, this is Nairobi. Say, the, say, prophet, the Bible said the violence shall take it by force. I sent M. Pesa. I said, I've seen. He says, prophet, it has not reflected. <laughs> Hear me. You need to know how to ask for help. 
Tell your neighbor, ask for, know how to ask for help. Yeah, don't make it look like you are entitled to it. Are we together? See, when Ruth met with Boaz, he, she received wisdom from Naomi. If Ruth did not play her cast well, she would have been driven away from that place. But she knew how to go about it. She followed the counsel that was given to her by Naomi. Thus, she was able to find a husband. You need to know how to follow strategy, protocol, systems in order to activate helpers. Helpers do not just come. Some of us, you just do things anyhow and then you cry. This person is not helping me. Why? Because you are doing things the wrong way. Joseph said, when you get to back to Pharaoh, mention my name and tell him so that he can get me out of this house, out of this dungeon, out of this prison. Anyone here that needs to come out of this prison, today I prophesy, I declare you are coming out. 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 In the name of Jesus. Number what? Four? Number three. If you want to activate your helpers, you must be fully prepared. Tell your neighbor, be prepared. Shall be prepared. Yes, God does not bless people who are not prepared. God will only give you a blessing when he knows you are prepared. Prepared to manage that blessing. When he knows you are prepared and you have capacity to manage that blessing he will give you. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 4. When we read from the Amplified, the Bible says, A lazy man does not know how to plow. When the planting season arrives, there are people who don't know how to prepare themselves for the next level that God is about to take them. You see, if you don't prepare yourself for the next level God is about to take you, do you know what is going to happen? You are going to get delayed. Most of you, your lives are delayed because you are not expecting anything. You are not ready for that next level that God wants to take you. You want to get married. How many books of marriage have you read? Because I always tell you, 60% of success in marriage comes by what? Wisdom, not love. Be fully what? God puts David in the wilderness. The day David got to the battlefield, he said to Saul, I have killed the bear. I have killed the lion. When, 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 when the lion comes to take one of my father's blood, I take hold of the lion. And I'm able to slay that lion. Will this uncircumcised Philistine not be like one of those lions? Hear me and hear me well. When you come to a place of preparation and you stay in your closet, in your wilderness and set yourselves ready for battle, when time comes for God to showcase you, it becomes easy. But most of us, we are not prepared. So when God is ready to even showcase you, you, you are put in the spot and you mess the opportunity up and you are not given any other opportunity again. Tell yourself, every 
every level you want to get to, tell yourself you are going to get yourself ready for that level. If you want to become what? Start preparing your mind psychologically, preparing yourself for that level that you want God to take you. How well are you prepared for that blessing? Ask your neighbor, are you prepared for the next level? No, no, ask you, are you fully prepared for the next level? How prepared are you for the next level? You see, David was slaying lions in the wilderness. Slaying bears in the wilderness. He was able to do that. So when he got to the battlefield, he says, I will be able to conquer Goliath. Even Saul didn't believe in him. That he could. But why he knew how prepared he had been on the wilderness. In your time of wilderness. In the time that looks like things are not working the way you should. Ask yourself. Am I preparing myself for the next season? Because see. The reason why you get delayed in your wilderness. Is because God says you are not ready for the next level. The wilderness, the time of, um, of financial stress can be prolonged. The time of pain can be prolonged. The time of scarcity can be prolonged because you are not ready for the next level that God wants to take you. How ready and prepared are you for you to meet your helper? Say, Lord, I am ready. Are there people that are ready for the next level? I pray that may your destiny help us show up. I say, may your destiny help us show up. This is how it looks. This is how it looks. Let me bring it home for you to understand. It's like you. Want, God wants to take you to America to start a new life. There is a new house there that is ready for you. There is a new everything there ready for you. Now, you have been told a time will come you get to the States and start a new life. So prepare yourself. The day God brings me to your house ready to carry you to the States. I ask you, are you ready? You don't even have a passport. You don't even know, I mean, how to get a visa. You don't know nothing. And let me tell you, every blessing comes with systems, protocol. Like I was saying in the morning, you, if you, there are certain systems you can never bypass in order to get to the level you God wants you to get to. You, we cannot airlift you from here without visa and plant you in America. It's not possible. Are you getting me? There are certain systems you need to follow. So the question is, if you are ready to go to that next level, how prepared are you? So imagine God has sent someone to help you go to the States to start a new life. And even passport you don't have. What will happen? You stay back. The person that is ready will be picked and taken. May God bring you to a place where you shall be fully prepared. For the next level of your life. If you are here, shout I receive it. The next point. If you want to activate your helpers. I said be fully what? The next point is that you need to be humble. If you want to activate your helpers, be humble. Tell your neighbor, be humble. Yeah. Some of us, the reason why nobody is willing to help you is because you are so arrogant. You feel like you have arrived. And you have not even started. Amen? Yeah. When you feel, when you make people feel like you have arrived. Like the other day, somebody came to me. Says, man of God, I want you to be my spiritual father. He's a young pastor in the city. He said, man of God, me, I have a big church. I'm a big man. He's telling me he's a big man. And he has a big church. He's telling me, man of God, God uses me mightily. 
I'm just coming to you because I'm led to come to you. But me, I, I didn't even need a father. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. It is not the devil resisting you, but Jehovah God himself. If you want to connect to your helper, you must come to the place of understanding. Pride cannot take you there. Arrogance cannot take you there. Being haughty cannot take you there. You must be willing to come to a place where you are humble. See, any time you become proud, I always tell you, you remind God of the devil. You see, in heaven, the devil became proud and wanted to overthrow God. So when you become proud, that is why the Bible says God is the one that resists the proud. Why? In the moment you feel like you have arrived, you are of yourself, you can do it all by yourself, you remind God of how the devil wanted to overthrow him. So God will resist you himself. Not the devil, not a man, but Jehovah God resisting you. I pray that God will bring you to a place of humility. Sometimes the people that God wants to use to bless you are unassuming people. Give me 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 2. The scripture we read in the morning. 2 Kings 5, 2. When Naaman, the minister for defense for the Syrian army, was leprous, and he took his house girl to be the one to connect him to the destiny helper. Shall we read one go? It's okay. Now, let me just skip for the sake of time. Now, it was the house girl that told her madam, madam, there is a prophet in Israel that can heal our master from this sickness. A house girl, a common house girl. Some of us, if you have who are you? Who are you? For all you know, God can make your destiny helper come from somebody you met in a matatu. Somebody, God can use anybody to bless you. Tell you anybody, anybody. Yeah. There are some people, they only talk to the rich. They only talk to people who have cars. Who have cars, car, car. Yes, who use vehicles. You need to be humble enough to be ready to receive instruction from anybody. Are we together? Yeah. Because for all you know, your helper may come from unassuming. Can I be honest with you? Most of the help I have received and the divine connections I received, they came from unassuming sources. Unassuming. 
people and places you never thought these ones could help you. One day, some years ago, I was preaching somewhere and then uh, the, the biggest or the greatest, how would I put it? The, let me say the largest amount of money I have ever been given by a man at one time. I was preaching somewhere in a certain village. Not even in the city. Far from the city. So, as I was preaching, somebody, the wife, the PA to the wife of a certain man was in the meeting. So, I preached after the service. The man of God said, oh, there is a PA to this person here. Can you meet? I said, oh, why not? So, I met the wife. I met the PA. Brought the wife. Now, the PA, the wife now brought the man, the boss. Boss says, oh, let's meet in this hotel. So me, I, I didn't even know the person. So I was seated. So we finished, we prayed. Says, pray for me about A, B, C, and D. So I prayed. Says, um, man of God, when I was coming, now he was holding a brown envelope. You know brown, the big one. The big one, the big brown envelope. Say, man of God, I'm sorry. Uh, when I was coming, uh, he was, his hands were shaking. There's a big man, his hands, his hands were shaking. I was, I was, I'm sorry, um, I, I, I didn't get pounds. So, this is all that I could get. So, when he said he did not get pounds, I'm like, ah, if this is not pounds, by the time I'm changing these shillings into pounds, it will, exactly. <laughs> Are you getting it? I said, oh, it was in a big brown envelope. So, I said, by the time I'm changing these shillings into pounds, so, you know, I took it to my hotel. I put it on the bedside. I did not even open it for days. So a day for me to, the last day to, um, 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 the day before I left, I said, let me go look for this money and change. So I opened it like this and I poured it. I was like, hey. So when I poured it, somebody said dollars. So I called the hotel. Hi, guys, do you have a save here? They was like, ah, man of God. You have been here for two weeks. You are now asking for a save. I said, my heart, these people don't know. <laughs> Can I tell you one funny thing? That time when I was flying back to London, I got, you know that bag they put on their waist? I said, <laughs> I said, <laughs> So I put some of the money in that bag. I put the rest in my hand luggage. So that night, you see, the BA flight to London is a night flight for nine hours. So you are supposed to sleep for nine hours. Me, sleep. <laughs> sleep for where? <laughs> what if I sleep? And some cabin crew who is a witch sees that there. <laughs> when uh, I did Kesha the whole night, somehow, if I even doze off, I wake up, I have to go and check <laughs> whether the bag was safe. My friend, poverty is not a good thing. So somebody from the village connected me to another person. 
connected me to another person and it led to my blessing. I pray for you today. May God release one helper. One destiny helper that will change your life for good. In the name of Jesus. Last one. Last point. If you want to activate your helper, be bold. Tell your neighbor, be bold. You need to be courageous. Some of us, the reason why we don't activate our helpers is because we are not bold enough to ask for certain things and to make certain advances and to take certain decisions. I always say prosperity comes to the bold. Money comes to the bold. If you are not bold enough, you may never be able to activate your helper. In Joshua chapter 1, God commanded Joshua to be bold in one chapter four times. Be bold. Be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous. Somehow, you don't understand. I mean, I was like, why is God repeating himself to Joshua over and over again? Why? Because courage and confidence and boldness is a, is a key ingredient if you want to get to the top. Then you'll never be courageous. Yeah. Let's go to Joshua 1. Joshua 1. Let's read from verse 1. Then we'll be skipping to first from to verse 6. First. Verse 1. Now, yes, verse 5. Now, God says to Joshua, no man will be able to stand before you to oppose you as long as you live. Just as I was present with Moses, so will I be. I will not fail you or abandon you. God is telling Moses, I am not going to fail you. I'm not going to abandon you. But he doesn't end there. The next thing after God telling him, I am going to be with you. What is the need for God telling him? That, hear what God tells him after verse 6. Be what? God said to Joshua, be strong. Be confident and be courageous. Tell your neighbor, be confident. be confident. Let me tell you. You see, all those people you see them successful, big men, whatever. When they wear trousers, they use one leg. That's what Reverend Kathy said, isn't it? Yes, they don't jump into their trousers. They have one head like you. They have one hand, I mean, two hands, two eyes. They are no different from you. Some of you, when you want to see certain people, you feel like, hey, you are so afraid. Be, tell your neighbor, be bold. be bold. 
You see, some of you, if you only entered that office, that miracle will come forth. If you only were bold enough to assess that door, that would have been the turning point of your life. But you are so timid, you are so much of a coward. So your destiny helper is there, but you are afraid to approach them. Are we together? Tell your neighbor from today. I assess every office. I assess every door. In fact, if you meet who, whoever, sir, good to see, shake hands. Can we take a selfie? Yes, they are human beings like you. No, are we together? You see, your, your timidity is what is making you not assess certain doors. They are not superhumans. If we were not in church, I would have said something. They eat food. Don't they eat food? Yes. So they also do it. My friend, we are all the same. Hello. Yeah. So don't be afraid of no one. Tell your neighbor, be bold. Be confident. Yes. Assess anybody that you want to assess. Verse 6. Now, verse 7. He tells to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Next, verse 7. Again, he tells him again, be strong and be very courageous. You go to verse 9. Have I not commanded you to be strong and what? Within one chapter, within verse 6, verse 7, verse 9, God kept telling Joshua, if you really want to succeed in this thing, my friend, be strong. Be courageous. Be bold. You want to take somebody's number. If you, what is the worst they can do? And then what? Exactly. You want to get an appointment in a certain office. What is the worst that can happen? Yeah. Boss, can I get an appointment? Yeah. Even sometimes in five minutes with one senior man can change your life for good. Five minutes. I pray for someone here. May God grant you confidence. Boldness for your next level. In the name of Jesus, may mega opportunities open for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. You need to be strong. You need to be confident. You need to be bold. David was a wilderness boy. But when it came to him connecting with Saul, for Saul to decide whether he is supposed to go to battle, he went to Saul. He said, I am ready. I'm a 17-year-old boy, but I'm ready to face this Goliath. He didn't say, oh, do you think before then David possibly had met the king? He had never met the king face to face. But guess what? When it came to him deciding about destiny, he says, I am ready, sir. Give me the job. I am ready to battle. I pray for you. Let's be upstanding. That God will bring you to a place where you will not be afraid of any man born of a woman. But you'll be ready to assess everything that God has in store for you. You want to take a prayer. We are lifting four prayer points and then we are out of here. You are declaring in the name of Jesus. 
that may God grant you that courage, that agility, that assertiveness, that ability that will make you be able to assess every helper you need. Some of you, the helpers are there. Your destiny helper is not yet to be born. They are already alive. You just need to know how to address them and how to approach them. I have a friend who is a senior banker. He lost his job with the bank. When he lost his job, he didn't wait for any bank to grant him interview. He himself took his CVs to the banks and said, I'm looking for a job. Guess what? One of the banks called him, interviewed him, and guess what? He was given the job. No, he did not wait for anybody to give him. He went there by himself, taking his CV. For all you know, all you need to do is to take a step. All you need to do is to send a test message to seek for an appointment and your life can change. All you need is just one little push, one courage, one little um, um, confidence. I want you to talk to God. Say, Father, grant me the courage. Some of you, you are so afraid of your CEOs, your bosses, your managers. They are human beings. Sometimes, they are possibly waiting for you to come and talk to them. But you are failing to. I want you to talk to God. Father, grant me courage. Father, grant me courage. Anything I lack. Grant me courage. That is limiting me from assessing my destiny helper. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. May you release it unto me. Grant me the confidence. Lift up your voice and talk to God. 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 Libra Shoda Bahadi Mihata. Liga do Shabali Mi Anto Shabra Zalaya. Rapa la Bazone Meka Brantata la Bazota. Helebekazua ala Brantata. Rapa la Gado Shalala Brantata. Rapa la Gado Shalala Brantala Baya. Retelebekazua Antata. Rante Alua. Azania Kaloshaba Rapalia Kaso Tataliapa Rantalala Bako Shalala Brashalala Brantaba Rantalala Bako Shantalala Brantaba Rapala Palia Atonimi Antaya Father, we declare in the name of Jesus. We ask for that boldness. We ask for that confidence in the mighty name of Jesus. Lekede Shalamadu Shabaya Rapala. Rapala Rapalia Kadosha, 
Ephesians chapter 5 verses 16 
from the Amplified Bible. And I want every single one of us, if you forgot everything I told you, don't forget this scripture. Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 17. Now, let's read one go. Making the very most of the time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity. Now, this is Bible. Somebody say, this is Bible. This is Bible. This is not a storybook. This is not a novel. Now, God is telling us in his word, make the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't learn how to take advantage of the opportunities God brings your way, you remain poor and you think it is your village witches. And they will tell you they have nothing to do about it. It is you failing to take advantage. It says recognize, number one. The first thing is if you are to, let's do a bit of English. If you are to omit this, recognize every opportunity and take advantage of the opportunities God brings you. Can I tell you something? Because the opportunities you have now, you may not have it forever. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Opportunities you have now, the doors that are opening for you now, the blessings that are swinging in for you, they may not be there forever. So when God makes it possible for you to encounter an opportunity, for you to connect yourself to and make the most out of the opportunities. This is scripture. It says making the very most of your time on earth and recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with what? Wisdom. With wisdom and diligence. Maybe one day you come back and tell me, man of God, you told us to recognize and take advantage of the opportunity. But some of us, we are not. You are so timid. You are only spiritual, but not active. Did you hear what I said? You are only spirit. You know how to pray in PhD tones. Katutu, aliyah, kadua, adua. And then what? After you are prayed in the tongues, learn how to take advantage of your opportunities. Because it's not forever. It's not going to be there. Now you use it. You are lifting up your voice in prayer. God has made sure you are able to assess people easily. Take advantage of the opportunity. You can assess your boss. Take advantage of the opportunity. Because it's because the days are evil. Redeem the time. You are lifting up your voice in prayer. You are declaring in the name of Jesus yes. that may God grant you wisdom yes. to know how to take advantage of the opportunities that God has brought your way. Come on, lift up your voice and talk to God. Come on, lift up your voice and talk to God. 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 Let 
Last but one prayer. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Any veil. Any veil. Covering me. Be, be, standing between me and my helper. Standing between me and my helper. Today. Today. By the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I remove. I remove. Now let me tell you. Have you been willing to help someone and all of a sudden somebody told you something about a person and all of a sudden you chose not to help them? Yeah. Some of you, you would have gone high, but somebody just mentioned a word. Someone just said a negative word. And you meet your helper all the time, but they are not ready to help you. But today you are declaring in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That may every evil word that is being said against you yes. to your helpers, may it be nullified. Nullified. One person can mention a statement about you to your helper and it shall block all your blessings. It shall block all your blessings. It shall. One, one, just one simple word, it can block your blessing. Some people were having a meeting somewhere. And they were discussing about pastors. And it got to my turn. You know, when people are doing mushine, they will pick one, they finish with him and bring the next one. They pick one. So as they got, one said, ah, he's my prophet. Says, are you sure? Do you have his number? I say, call him. He said, call him. They called me. And I was, that day we were at that place in Limuru. Well, that, for that team building. You know, I left quickly. Because I received an urgent phone call. And it was a very big phone call. So I rushed. Say, man of God, these people want to meet you. And I met them. Hear me and hear me well. He says, we want you to be our prophet. Wow. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. He says, we want you to be our prophet. What is the protocol? Is there a registration fee? I said, no, there's no registration fee. I pray for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Any evil word mentioned against you, yes. may it be turned to your advantage. Amen. I said, may it be turned to your advantage. Amen. In the name of Jesus. There are certain people, 
that nobody can poison you about them. Isn't it? There are certain people, I always tell somebody, a true follower of my ministry, you can't. It is a blessing. You can never tell them I smoke weed. It's not, it's not going to change nothing. Why? Because it's a covenant we have with God. Are you getting my point? Yes. There are certain people, it doesn't matter what people say about who, you will still not change your attitude towards them. Yes. And that is the prayer you are praying for yourself. That it doesn't matter what people say about you to your boss, they will not change their mind concerning you. Yes. <laughs> Are you getting my point? Yes. Because, you see, somebody can go and mess your name to your HR. Yes. And the girl will get you fired. Some girl that just finished school the other day. Yes. You have been in the organization for 10 years. Some chick that just came in gets you fired. You are lifting up your voice in prayer. Yes. That may Jehovah God yes. preserve you and preserve your interest. Amen. That it doesn't matter what is said about you. Yes. Those who are destined for you shall still be for you. Amen. That your helpers will still come your way. Amen. Come on, lift up your voice and talk to God. Lift up your voice. Advertising me negatively. Advertising me negatively. To my helpers. To my helpers. I declare. I declare. Let your agenda be destroyed. Let your agenda be destroyed. Some of you, you have been advertised negatively. The job is supposed to come to you. Say, hey, that one, don't give them the job. Someone is advertising you negatively. May the judgment of God come upon them. Amen. Shout in the name of Jesus. In the, in the name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. The good thing about our God is that he's not like your grandmother or your grandfather. He chooses to bless anybody he wants. Yes. Left to some people alone, you should not be where you are. But God will never hearken to those evil voices. Amen. God will bless you regardless. I receive. The Lord will favor you regardless. I receive. The Lord said to me this morning, I should declare unto people here, that you are going to prosper in a way that your enemies will not understand. I receive it. 
We are going to raise 10 major prophets in this nation. Oh, ten, ten major prophets. Amen. You will be, God is raising 10 major prophets from this church. 10 major prophets. Major prophets. And all of you will do well in ministry. I had a vision today and there was, I was like following a group of people. And it was like we were in a stadium. And people were ministering powerfully. I saw some faces. Amen. They were ministering Amen. powerfully in Amen. the world. Amen. And pe people I know in this church were holding hands and cripples were walking. Amen. Hey, hey, hey. I saw people opening blind eyes. Amen. And I decree and declare that anointing is falling upon the church. It's falling upon you. 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 In the name of Jesus.